Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to episode, we will break down Jeremiah 29:11 and review how to know God's plans for you. We will look at the characteristics of God's plans and the many ways that God guides you along the path of your life to find the one road that leads to your destined plans. Let's begin by looking at the original meanings of each of the key words in Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. For I know is the word yada. It's a God-knowing, a perfect-knowing. The plans, mekashkaba, the design, the way, and thoughts I have for you, kashab, to think and be mindful of, says neom, an oracle, a declaration, a prophetic promise, the Lord, Yahweh, this is all caps Lord in the Bible, the proper name of the fullness of God, peace and well-being, shalom, completeness, soundness, Welfare, peace, and prosperity, not for disaster, ro'ah, evil, misery, distress, injury, badness. To give, nothen, to give, put, set, appoint, allow, appropriate. A future, ekarith, an afterpart, the end. Posterity, hope, tikva an expectation, and a longing. Notice the meaning of the word peace and well-being, shalom. It includes completeness, soundness, welfare, peace, and prosperity. If your life is not marked by the shalom of God, then you may be on the wrong road. God's plans are all about his will, his nature, his character, in his glory, and they are always for your benefit. They lead to peace, even when times are challenging. Romans 8.28 says, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan, and purpose. So you see that it is his plan for you. It is not your plan for you or even your plan for him. This is about God's plan for you. Job 42.2 says, I know that you can do all things and that no thought or purpose of yours can be restrained. God's plan will happen with or without you playing your role. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 says, For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout, and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, or without result, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. 
God wants you to do your part and created you specifically for the part he wants you to play in his king of plan. But he will use someone else if you do not step up to the plate. So we learn here that even though God has plans for you, you must cooperate with those plans to live out your life destiny as he's designed it to be. That's your perfect life destiny. We see this very warning coming from Mordecai as he reminds Esther in Esther 4.14, For if you remain silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish since you did not help when you had the chance. And who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this and for this very purpose. Your decision of salvation secures heaven for you by marking your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. But rewards are earned by you partnering with God related to playing your role in God's kingdom plan. You can be saved and live your entire life without living out the ideal Jeremiah 29:11 plans that God had created for you to live. Do not let that be your story. God's plans glorify him and are not self-serving. They are his plans for you, not your plans for him or for yourself. If you begin with yourself, you're not starting in the correct place. When you begin with yourself, you lack the omni-wisdom, power, presence, and perfect love of God to accomplish those plans. God always perfectly equips you for the plans he has for you. They are designed to bless you and others through you. His assignments will always be big, scary, and outside of your comfort zone. This is because if you could do them in your own strength and understanding, you would leave him out and lose his power in the process and his blessings. How does God lead you along the road to your destiny? Well, he's been leading you all along without you even realizing it. Sometimes you realize God's guiding hand was leading you years after something happened and you put together the pieces and realize that he was orchestrating things all along. There are so many things that I attach no special meaning to at the time, but look back on and see that God was actually directing my story. Only a few years ago did God reveal one of these circumstances in my own life. One year before my decision for Christ, I showed up at campus for my first day of college, and while the university had a record of me paying for housing, they could not find a dorm assignment for me. And I wound up living in temporary housing with a young lady that would wind up being my roommate for three years. And the people that I became friends with were all connected to her. I didn't know that I was actually supposed to room with someone from my high school until the 40th high school reunion. My life would have been drastically different if I hadn't lived where I lived, met the people I met back then. 
God sees the end from the beginning because of his omnipresence and prepares the future for you way in advance, long before you're aware of his hand of direction on you at all. My entire salvation story was connected with the people that I met because of this roommate. God leads you by speaking into your heart by several methods. He'll lead you through the Word of God, through revelation applied to your life, through other people, through life circumstances, and he orchestrates opportunities and connections. And then he even orchestrates the timing of circumstances and people in your life. Let's take a look at each of those one at a time. God leads you through the Word of God. When I was praying about what the topic should be about for this particular episode, I was journaling to the Lord about the sense in my spirit that the next episode should be about helping people find the plans that he has for them. The Lord asking him to confirm that direction and then flip to the next page in my journal and the scripture at the top of the page was Jeremiah 29.11. That just made me laugh. Talk about how God can directly give you confirmation from the word. God will do that with you too. There will be scripture that leaps off the page and he'll reinforce that scripture. A friend of mine was sharing that for months, every time she just randomly opens the Bible, he opens it to the word fire. And he's constantly speaking into her heart about refiner's fire. It's just interesting how God can bring to life scripture at a moment's notice and have it speak directly into your heart, give you direction. God leads through rhema. Rhema is the word in the Bible for God's spoken fresh revelation When you hear from the Lord in your spirit with journaling or in any other way that you're learning how to do in this podcast, or when a verse leaps off the page and you're immediately able to apply it to your personal circumstances, this is an example of God leading you through rhema. Rhema is personal life application revelation, and it can look like pictures or songs or anything that actually makes the scripture relate to your life and times right now. It's always going to be consistent with the word of God. It will be consistent with biblical principles, God's nature, character, and promises. If it's not, then it's not coming from God. Rhema is not just hearing God speak in your spirit, but it is full revelation, where you're transformed by the revelation itself. Revelation means that it's got the power to change you. Rhema can also come in dreams and visions, song lyrics, anything that the Lord speaks to you about that is fresh and relevant today. God leads you through other people who give you prophetic messages. God loves to confirm messages through other people by giving them prophetic pictures or words that will be consistent with the Word of God. 
God speaks a message to you that confirms messages that he has given to you directly or that you are sensing in your spirit that reinforce that direction that he's wanting you to take. Sometimes if God is trying to speak to you, but you're not listening, he will speak through other people so you can hear in your natural ears a direction. A story in my own life, and this was coming from a person who is not a believer, she was the one that encouraged me to write my first book, Clips That Move Mountains, because she liked my blogs that were video-inspired. And she encouraged me to write a book about it. And it was only four hours later that the Lord gave me the download to write that book. So God can speak through anybody. doesn't have to be someone who's actually aware that they're giving you a prophetic message. He can speak through a donkey. So he can speak through anybody. When you realize it as a confirmation, then you're understanding that God is leading you through it. God leads through life circumstances, opening and closing doors for you. My sister was pondering for a long time whether it was time for her to move back to Ohio from Texas to help take care of our ailing mother. I already had my hands full with my mother-in-law, so she really was wondering when the time would be right to do that. Many confirmations, like the things we were talking about already, with people speaking into her life and Rama and the word were coming and lining up with that decision. But it was a visit home and a close call for what could have been a serious accident with my mom behind the wheel that sealed her decision. Paul was guided by the Lord through a dream and circumstances that gave him his next assignment. Acts 16, 6 to 10 says, Now they passed through the territory of Phrygia and Galatia after being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in the west coast province of Asia Minor. And after they came to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. Then a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from the Roman province of Macedonia was standing and pleading with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, we, including Luke, tried to go into Macedonia at once, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. God leads by orchestrating opportunities and connections. I had been resisting the command to quit my cushy job for six months when the discomfort of disobedience grew larger than my fear of the unknown. The Lord wanted me to open my organization development consulting business, whereby I would help facilitate organizational partnerships among nonprofit and faith-based organizations and help them plan to align themselves with the plans that God had for their organizations. I finally obeyed that voice on the first day of the year 2000. Only a few weeks later, the Lord put me at a luncheon table with a woman who would soon become my client boss for 12 years. We are all part of the body of Christ, 
each of us a piece of the beautiful tapestry of God's love, and his will for us is to unify, bring together our unique roles and giftings to the table, and link like a puzzle piece together in the giant picture of God's will. Ephesians 4, 11-13 says, And his gifts to the church were varied, and he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers and representatives, some as prophets, who speak a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists, who spread the good news of salvation, some as pastors and teachers, to shepherd and guide and instruct. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints God's people for works of service, to build up the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually, to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness, and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. God knows your plan, and he knows all the people that need to link and connect with you to help it happen, and all the people for which you are designed to help and uplift as well. He's the one that knits people together and creates the opportunities for you to meet, connect, and partner with the ones that he has you to cooperate together with so that together you can run the race that God has set before you. God reveals his perfect timing by his positioning anointing. This is what Jesus had to say about that. The positioning anointing is recognizing the assignment I have given you in the timing that it is given. It is the window of time where my anointing is present to accomplish the assignment. This can be piece by piece, step by step, as in large assignments like building a kingdom business, ministry, or writing a book. This is why asking me to order your day is so important. Working only on what I tell you to do, when I tell you to do it, ensures that you have the positioning anointing to accomplish it. If you sit down to write a chapter and I have not given you that assignment, it will not be inspired and my anointing will not be on it. This can also look like one-time opportunities, like obeying the prompting to call and forgive someone or to talk to a stranger about salvation in a store or on the street. Sensing the timing is important because it is in perfect alignment with me, where the power exists to accomplish it. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Getting ahead of me or lagging behind me is acting without my power. It is critically important for you to listen and obey when you feel the call to do this or that. Then you know you have the positioning anointing to accomplish it. Remember, it's never you alone or me alone. It's me working through you to accomplish the Father's will. So take courage and watch what we can do together when you pay attention to the timing of an assignment. My sister Michelle and I were talking in the parking lot after one of our Spirit Life Circle meetings. She loves to share my books with people and was getting some from the back of my trunk. There was a man sitting in the car next to ours with his window open. After I left, Michelle leaned into the car and gave John a book, invited him to join us next week in the same place, blessed him, and left. 
The next week, John sat outside for hours, waiting for me to come out of the coffee shop. He approached me and shared that Michelle's intervention saved his life. He was sitting in his car, contemplating suicide, crying out to God to show him if he was real. The timely act of offering him the book and the book itself allowed John to personally connect and encounter God, which gave him hope. Had Michelle ignored her prompting from the Holy Spirit to lean into that car and offer him that book, perhaps God would have used someone else to connect John with him. But it was her assignment that day, and she obeyed it. Delayed obedience is disobedience. When you obey God's prompting immediately, you show him that he can trust you with other assignments. This is how you grow from glory to glory, anointing to anointing. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. One of the reasons we don't obey is that we just think it's us, and we forget that the power and the equipping comes from God. We focus on our own limitations and talk ourselves out of the assignment, justifying the decision. Whenever you have a prompting to do something, no matter how scary, it will always be empowered by God. Don't get in his way by thinking that it's you and rob yourself and someone else a blessing. What will your plan look like? Well, when you're on the Jeremiah 2911 road, you know who you are, you know who God is, and you know what God wants you to accomplish. When you have these things lined up, you begin to run the race. In other words, you begin to accelerate. There is satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. Because you know you're making a difference, you know you're bringing God glory, and you fit. You know that what you're doing fits with your giftings, your interests, and your skills. God has created the venue for you to be you. So one of the coolest things about finding your road is realizing that you discover who you are. When you are not on the road to your Jeremiah 2911 destiny, you know it. There have been two seasons in my life where I knew I was on the wrong road. The first was when I was working for my mom's real estate company and was loaded down with lots and lots of detailed paperwork. I dragged myself into work each day. It was exhausting and unfulfilling. Exhausting because it's of your own strength and not the strength of the Lord. Unfulfilling because it wasn't part of God's will for me. Have you ever just known that where you were was just not you? It didn't fit you. It wasn't the place for you. That's exactly what it feels like. When I felt it again after taking a job that was supposed to be one thing and wound up being something I would never have applied for, I felt that feeling again. And this time I got out of there in less than a year. I knew I didn't fit there. I knew it wasn't the right place for me. For a deep dive into the aspect of Jeremiah 2911, I encourage you to listen to other Experience Jesus podcast episodes 
that have gotten farther into the actual hows of this. One is entitled, How to Let God Write Your Story. In that episode, it helps you see the lessons God's been trying to teach you and the ups and downs of your life. And it helps you to connect with your giftings and your callings. In the How to See What Jesus Wants to Show You and the How to Fix Your Eyes on Jesus episodes, it teaches you how to strengthen the eyes of your heart and increase your awareness of the things that the Lord is trying to show you so that you have an increased sensitivity to his guidance. And in the How to Become a High Fruit-Bearing Christian and in the Understanding and Releasing the Manifestation Gifts of the Holy Spirit, you learn the actual process of surrendering parts of yourself to the best parts of your Christ identity and how to walk one day at a time, slowly transforming into the ideal version of yourself that the Father sees you as already. It is the becoming of the Christ you that is fully equipped to do what the Lord has planned for you to do and how to release the power of God through you so that you may serve in fullness and in power. In those episodes, you learn how God has been giving you clues your entire life, and he makes clear your talents, your giftings, your interests, and your aptitudes. You will identify which ministerial gifts the Lord has created with you as well as what the issue or population or need that the Lord has put on your heart to connect with. That is your motivational gift. All of those episodes will be linked below for this episode on the pattyej.podbean.com site. This is what Jesus had to say about the plans that he has for you. I know how things will turn out. When you watch a movie or a sports game on TV or read the novel before someone else has a chance to read it or see it, you know the resulting story. You could spoil the ending by telling them how it turns out, but that would spoil the experience for someone. Telling someone the story is worth seeing or reading or that it's inspiring or exciting may want them to see it for themselves. I give you glimpses of the future for this very same reason. I want you to know just enough to want more. I want to engage you, encourage you, or even warn you about things that are coming so that you are on your toes and are confident to step into the future I have for you. When I tell you that millions will be blessed by your ministry, it's not to puff you up with pride. It's so you will believe me for the plans I have for you and stay the course by abiding in me. I give you just enough to keep you inspired and to take the next steps. And I don't give you too much or too little. I always fully equip what I call. I know how this thing turns out. Believe me. The word is clear about what will happen in the end of times. You have a part to play in helping people. And I have my part to play to make sure that you are ready. Stay the course and abide in me. These things will happen for my glory and my pleasure. Will you play your role? That is up to you. The plan that God has for you is designed to succeed. It leads to fulfillment, satisfaction, and contentment. It is energizing and not exhausting because it is accomplished by God's anointed power and not your own strength. 
Are you on God's Jeremiah 29:11 road for your best life? Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. I also wanted you to prayerfully consider attending our Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop that will be held in Lebanon, Oregon, October 21st to 23rd, 2022. You will experience three days of carefully facilitated Jesus encounters, drawing you closer and increasing your intimacy with Christ, healing, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental things, and equipping you for your calling with an increased anointing and clarity about your destined purpose. Check out our information at spiritlifeworkshops.com. The link will be below this episode, and we hope to see you there. After spending some time with Jesus as a child in your special place, Jesus will take you to a road. Look to see the name of the road. The road will give you a clue as to whether this is the right road or the wrong road. If it is the right road, Jesus will navigate you further up the road and give you a glimpse of your destiny. This glimpse will give you clarity about the kinds of things and for whom he has called you to impact and even may show you some partnerships that need to happen for that to be accomplished. If it's not the right road, let God show you in his own way how to identify the choices that need to be made for you to realign yourself with him and lead you to the correct road. Take all the time you need, record it all in your journal. You know, other than your decision for Christ, how you live your life, the choices that you make while you have the chance here will affect your eternal destiny in heaven. I hope you were given some clarity today about the plan that God has for you, and that you will check out the other episodes that will show you far much more detail about how to navigate your life's journey to the ideal, satisfied and fulfilled Christian life that God has for you. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. 
Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.